0: Today my desire is simply to have a heart-to-heart with you. With all the, the heart-piercing news that we are hearing these last several weeks about some of our church leaders. I cannot help throughout these days, and sometimes several times on any given day, to wonder how you're doing. I carry all of you very deep in my concern. And I won't hide the fact that it's, it's hard for me. And part of my pain is knowing that it's hard for some of you, for many of you. And like any parent, (laughs) you want to take the suffering away from your children. I wish, if it were possible, that I could take away your pain. And I know that I can't. But what I can do and what I want to do is to walk with you through it. I have been so deeply encouraged by several conversations that I've had with some of you. I am deeply encouraged and inspired just by your presence here today. But what I'm hearing in my conversations, the persevering faith that is rising up in many hearts, the unwavering hope that I am hearing is so deeply encouraging. And what I like is that in so many, not only is this bringing us to God more intensely. I think my prayer life, (laughs) I, I pray more intensely these days. You know, sometimes there's nothing like a crisis or a disaster to shake us out of a hidden complacency or a spiritual laziness. And so I find myself praying more deeply and intensely. It's bringing me to God. And I love how it is doing this for so many other people. And how like me, what I'm hearing is the desire to use our anger and frustration, and whatever else we may be feeling, to work with Christ for the purification, the healing, and the renewal of the church. I have not hidden the fact that I grew up in a very broken family. Maybe you have too. And I'm grateful for that experience because we fell far short of God's plan and vision and ideal for family life. But I absolutely love how God did not give up on my family On the contrary, he revealed how much he loves families when he broke into my family and he fought for us. And then when we all realized what God was doing in our family, we had to join in the fight. And it was absolutely beautiful what God was able to do with my broken family. And now we sing his praises. And we're not perfect, but I'll tell you, we're, we're far better off than we were many years ago. And I see how much Christ, oh, how much Jesus loves his church. And it might appear to some that he's absent when things like this happen. But he is so present, loving the church so much to bring about this much-needed purification and renewal. And as Jesus suffered and died to bring his church into being through the water and the blood that came out of his side... Jesus is willing to suffer again through his mystical body to bring about that renewal. And I just pray for the grace with you to embrace whatever suffering I may need to go through for this renewal that is needed. And and especially for all the healing. The healing that is needed. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I am consoled by the fact that nothing has changed with regard to who Christ is in His church and all that Christ is for His church. That nothing can change that. And that's what I cling to. This reminds me of why I became Catholic at 21, and why a hundred chariots could not drag me away. Jesus Christ led me and my family into the church. And as I came into the church and experienced the church, even with all of its imperfections, I realized that Christ is so fully present in his church. All the saving truth of Christ is fully present in the church. And all the means of grace and salvation are so beautifully and fully present in the church. And none of that changes. Each of us is going to have to find our place in this work of Christ of purification and renewal. Several of the young adults in our diocese, and oh, how much I love them, (laughs) and we have many in our parish. I love the single people that are with us, I love the young adults. Many of them gathered in front of the cathedral a week and a half ago and they prayed. They prayed to God. How beautiful. Many mothers throughout our country have rallied and they have put together a letter that they are sending to the Holy Father. And that letter is now joined by over 20,000 signatures. The St. Catherine of Siena Institute in Denver, Colorado, has put together a template letter that people can fill out and send to their bishops and archbishops. The truth is going to be so important going forward. You shall know the truth, said Jesus, and the truth shall set you free. But that's the hard part. We all know this from our own personal experience. When there's things in the shadows or things that are hidden, to bring those things out into the light is so necessary for the healing and redemption that Jesus Christ is continually offering. But sometimes when that dark stuff comes out, it can look pretty dark next to the light. But oh, how necessary, how necessary it'll be that everything that is contrary to Christ is brought out into the light to be fully healed and redeemed. And as you and I work together to do this, we stand on the shoulders of some very great saints. Saint Francis of Assisi, Saint Catherine of Siena, Saint Charles Borromeo, just to name a few, who did the same thing to the challenges and the hardships and trials of their own day. As one mother told her daughter, I know how this story ends. My dear friends, we know how this story ends after the suffering and death of Jesus, comes the resurrection. The victory will always be Christ's. And he said, and I believe him, not not even the gates of hell will prevail against his church. We know how this story is going to end. So whatever we are struggling with or feeling which is so appropriate and right let us like these beautiful saints like so many now in our our church let us use it to work with Christ to work for renewal for healing and for this much needed purification. Amen.